Yes, the most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Here's a wonderful voice. God, I love the station. planet or on the other side this is the last frequency i am mike vera and uh well it's halloween night folks uh, here on Facebook, facebook as you may know it uh you could find me there you'll find me over on truth social and uh well you'll also find me on mewe and guess what now i'm uh more active on twitter now Elon Musk is, I wanted to test it. Elon Musk is taking it over. And, uh, yeah, I've been able to have a little fun over there and not get banned for it. How about that? Like, uh, you know, uh, combating these liars um, on on there, you know, these politicians and these fakes. And, you know, it's, a, it's been a lot of fun anyway. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But so far, uh, it seems to be a better place. I see all the... The lefties, boy, they're going, they're all bent out of shape now. Oh, oh they got freedom of speech are getting their voices out there. You know, they don't like that. They like it when they can speak on there and they can trash everybody. But uh, just as soon as, you know, it's open, free game for everybody, uh, they don't like that. That's, that's no good for them. <laughs> oh, I, I'll tell you, I uh, just, I was pulling up a chair and just eating the popcorn and, uh, and watching the show over there, it's been pretty good. It has been pretty good, I'll tell you. Um, so, I, so yeah, I'm over on, <laughs> I'm over there on Twitter as well. So uh, you could find me there. Uh, I don't even know what the hell my handle is. I'll get it up. <laughs> I'll get it up on the website here at some point. Uh, so. Uh, so let's get into some news here. <laughs> I'm 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 in a really good mood tonight. You know, it's it's good to to be on the air. Uh, last week, I just you know I was just blah. I just I just was done. I so I was spent, and I apologize. But it happens every now and then, you know. 
people wear me down sometimes. You know, I am getting older. I'm not 36 years old anymore like I was when I started this thing, or 35. Or, you know, I just, well, I took that for granted. Anyways, so there's a grandmother. A grandmother has Ouija boards handed out to attendees at her funeral. Oh, you thought I was going to start the night out with something else, didn't you? Well, I'm not. A much-loved grandmother wanted the boards to be given out so that she could stay in touch with her relatives. Now, that's pretty fancy of her. That's, that's thinking ahead. I mean, you know, if, if ever there was a line of communication to the other side and you're not psychic, well, that might be one of them. So, a staple of horror movies, as you know, paranormal investigations and mediumship sessions. The Ouija board is typically operated by having participants place a finger on the planchet, I guess it's called. It's that little plastic deal there, and um, which then moves between the printed letters and words to spell out a message. From beyond the grave. Now, I did it before. I've done the Ouija board one time. I mean, physically did it. With, I did it with a friend of mine, and I know he was moving that thing. I told him, well, then take your fingers off it and let me see it move. You can't. you got to be touching it. Well, of course you do, because if you're not touching it, it wouldn't move, I told him. I'm still not convinced that any spirit was moving that thing, but whatever. It's, uh, it's his story, and he's sticking to it. So, anyways, while many may dismiss them as uh, supernatural claptrap-type things, others remain convinced that they are the real deal, even warning people against their use in fear of summoning something unnatural. That's why on Late Night in the Midlands, I had Barry and Connie Strom, who would come on once a month, and they would bring out the spirit board, which is basically a Ouija board. It's just of their own design. And, you know, and a lot of controversy over that. I'd get all kinds of emails, uh, everything from thank you or love them to are you really that naive to believe that they're really doing, you know. It was fun anyways. <clears throat> if I had more nights, I'd do it again. It's just I get one night a week. And, I, you know, I, I kind of want to use it for the best things I can. And I don't know. Uh, the board is fun, but it's not something I'd want to, you know, kill my whole week on. Anyways, before, before this lady died, okay, she left instructions for the Ouija boards to be handed out to the attendees of her funeral with a note which read, let's keep in touch. Oh, <laughs> Granny was thinking. Now, I wonder if they've used the boards at all to try and reach Granny. Because if not, then that's pretty, that's a shame. Granny's calling and you're not picking up. No. It's an idea. It's an idea. I'll put that on the list. It's just another idea for uh, when that time comes, which, you know, I'm not too fond of. Some days, anyways. Scientists finally discovered drug. Oh, yes, another drug that replicates effects of exercise on muscles. 
Researchers at Tokyo Medical and Dental University claim to have identified a drug that replicates the benefits of exercise on muscles and bones. Oh, boy, the couch potatoes will love that one. You mean I don't have to go to the gym? All I got to do is swallow a pill? Boy, we've been waiting for that day. Waiting for that day. To each their own, though. I'm, I'm not here to judge. Hey, if it works, what the hell, you know? I think natural is the best, but the pill might be the easier route, I suppose. Uh, let's see. Brazil's Roswell. Rumors emerge of alien creature footage. Sure that wasn't just Hillary walking around, creeping around at night? Footage allegedly captured during a UFO incident in Brazil in 1996 is rumored to be in line for release in the near future. Known as the Vargenha Incident, or Brazil's Roswell, the event itself began in January of 1996 when a number of people reported seeing a strange cigar-shaped object falling from the sky. It looked like a washing machine struggling, fighting to keep its altitude. A witness uh, had said during an interview recorded shortly afterwards, and the side of it was completely torn, and it had white smoke coming out. It wasn't black smoke like from a fire, this witness says. At the time, the witness thought it was like an aircraft in trouble, an airplane. He says, so I decided to follow it. So when they arrived at the crash site, he observed a large amount of debris and a strong smell of rotten eggs seemed to fill the air. As he explored further, he realized that this was no airplane. The debris looked like it was aluminum, he recalled. So he took a sheet. He took a small piece. It was very light, crumpled it. But when he released it, it went back to its original shape. Oh, boy, where have we heard that one before? Roswell. Before long, several military trucks arrived, and the entire area was cordoned off. Now, what followed was what can only be described as a Roswell-style cover-up, with armed soldiers searching the area, patrolling the streets, and threatening witnesses. Sounds very, very familiar. As if that wasn't enough now, reports started to emerge of a strange creature that had been sighted in the town. It could be Hillary. A being of around four foot. Oh, that could definitely be Hillary. In height, with oily skin. Yeah, that sounds about right. And a large head. Absolutely. And red eyes. There you go. You've got it. So the same creature was reportedly seen again around three hours later by two military police officers. One of them actually managed to capture it, and the pair took it to a local hospital. Now, it has been alleged that a 35-second video clip of the creature was recorded at the time, and they're expecting that it should be released soon. Now, will anybody believe it? If it is real, they're probably not going to believe it anyways. They're going to say, ah, that's photoshopped or or video faked or whatever the hell you want to say. And it just might be. That's what I mean. You don't know, right? I hate not knowing. Chip and skin. Chip and skin. 
Yeah. Just as I said. So a chip in the skin. This guy, he pays for things by swiping his hand after having bank card implant put under his skin. It gets worse, folks. A dad is the first Brit. Yes, a dad. That means that there's more of them. Is the first Brit to get microchipped with a bank card implant, letting him pay with just his hand. Why? Why is that important to have? Why? I mean, do you want to be a Jedi that bad? Watch, watch this. I'll use the force and pay for my soda. What? Why would you do that? I mean, why take any chances at all and do something like that? God only knows what you've done to yourself, Dad. So Arnie Zoke, he's 40 years old. He forked out $350 to have the operation in Germany. The NHS healthcare assistant said cashiers and other shoppers have been stunned, he added. People ask how I can pay with my hand. Well, because you're a Jedi. Oh, don't you feel so important now that you could just wave your hand and pay for stuff? Yep, all them, well, enjoy anyways. The implant looks cool, he says, but my wife would never have one. Well, your wife is obviously the brains of the operation, and the chip uses contactless card technology with magnetic fields transferring data to readers and through your body, but enjoy. I don't know. I'll stick to the card myself. I, I will definitely stick to the card myself. So the man accused of attacking Paul Pelosi in his home on October 28th has been charged with assault and attempted kidnapping by the Department of Justice. Now, you know, I've kind of been throwing it out there jokingly, but, you know, I, I'm serious in a sense. Not that I want this guy to be free. He, sh he shouldn't be. But that being said, aren't these the same people? I mean, you know, the Pelosi's, they, they were part of creating what's happened here. They have created the lawlessness. They've told criminals that they could do what they want and that they'll be freed. They'll be let go. Remember, it's a criminal reform. So uh, I guess when it happens to your family, folks, it's not important. They'll release the criminals. But when it happens to your majesty's family, well, then that guy's got to pay dearly and he's not going anywhere. This is what they wanted. Is it not? I'm not heartless. I'm just pointing out the obvious. So call me Mr. Obvious. But is this not what they wanted? Lawlessness? Now it's come to them. If if any of the, and who knows what really happened. I mean, it's a shame, but so far we've only, we've seen no evidence. We've only seen we've only heard news reports. God only knows, you know. God only knows. But assuming that this is, you know, all as they say, which who knows. Um, either way, this violence is finally coming to you. And you know, this is just the beginning. You know, this is what they wanted. And, uh, you know, it's probably going to continue to happen around. You know, people are fed up. They're, and some people are just crazy. And crazy attracts crazy. You know, you, you get up there like you're a drunk woman. You know, I don't know. It's like she hits her box wine. 
I was thinking that too, you know. I said, what if, what if Nancy went down in the wine cellar, opened up a few boxes, you know, got hammered, and then started thinking, you know, oh, that SOB got a DWI, make a mark on my name, and went up there and, you know, gave him a butt whooping. You never know. And, uh, you know, now it's a big cover-up. I just, you know, hey, everyone's throwing out conspiracy theories. Can I? I'm going to throw one out there. There's mine. Because boxed wine will do that. <laughs> you know, look, I, I don't feel sorry for these people. I don't. It's, I Normally I would feel sorry, but I, I don't because this is what they, they caused this themselves. So, you know, it is what it is. So the Justice Department announced the two federal charges on Monday against David DePop, 42, who is accused of brutally attacking the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Well, Nancy, you wanted it. So he's charged with one count of assault of an immediate family member of a United States official, which can be a maximum sentence of 30 years in prison. He also is charged with one count of kidnapping, amounting to a 20-year maximum prison sentence. It's my understanding this guy was a leftist, too. According to his neighbor, he was very leftist. So, you know, even the, even the leftists have had enough. So, Pelosi was transferred to a San Francisco hospital following the attack and is expected to make a full recovery. So, he's lucky. So, apparently now the story is that this guy wanted Nancy. He was waiting for Nancy. He was going to break her kneecaps. I don't mean to, to chuckle at that, but, you know, I... He's only doing what a lot of people have thought, you know. I, I just, I hate to say it, but these people have caused this this to happen. I mean, they, they have caused it to happen. Not that it's okay, not that it's right, because it's not. However, you know, you open the windows and keep screaming violence, eventually a bat's going to come in. So uh, the cesspool, they say, factor on Twitter has amped up exponentially in the last 72 hours. First with the free the bird ethos leading to a spike in racist and anti-Semitic tweets. No, no. See, that's where you're wrong. There was racist and anti-Semitic tweets constantly from the left and now that Elon Musk owns Twitter things are changing over there people are able to actually freely speak their minds no not threaten violence that'll get you banned anywhere but you can speak your mind you can tell Biden he's a horrible president without getting banned or them saying uh, you want to think twice before you send that message you know and then they don't let you send it uh, so, uh, but boy, what a meltdown over there. Oh, Trump back in, I'm leaving. Leave, leave. They're just so mad. Now they're going to all flood the Facebook. I thought they were there anyways, but they love Twitter. Now that's been taken from them. And, <laughs> and now, you know, I see both sides saying, you know, open speech. But they don't like it. They like to be able to say what they want to say, and they don't want nobody challenging them at all. All that should be banned. You know, and you should be banned if you say anything to them. Like Hillary, 
Hillary's on there talking smack about Republicans and the Trump followers and blah, blah, blah. Uh, at least we didn't follow her husband to the island 26 times. At least we didn't do that, hideous. I asked her if she was going to be flying her broom this Halloween, and I didn't get banned for it. How about that? You know, in the past, I would have. In the past, I would have. Oh, so, uh, so yeah, anyways, uh, even uh, GM has been uh, pausing ads on the platform. Do you think he cares? I mean, the guy is richer than rich. He doesn't care. I mean, they, they can't run him. But I have people say, oh, they're going to buy him out. No, you can't buy him out. It's just like Trump. You can't buy him out. He's, these guys got all the money they need. So I disagreed with Trump when the people said that about him. And I disagree that with that about Elon Musk. And let me just say, both of these guys I didn't like at one time. I kind of like them now. Yeah, we'll see. I I leave it open for uh, you know change my mind based on evidence. But right now, uh, I'm liking it, liking it, liking it. Hey, it turns out that anyone who drew a smiley-faced sun as a kid has been scientifically proved somewhat right. I guess, in a sense, because last week, NASA's Solar Dynamics Observatory captured an image of the biggest object in our solar system looking like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. But it might not be as cute as it appears for us here on Earth because the solar emoji, as they call it here, could produce a beautiful aurora sighting. Or it could signal problems for the planet's telecommunication system. So, you know, knocking some stuff out. I was I was looking at it, too. So it was pretty wild. Pretty wild. Anyways, that's all I got here on this Halloween night with news, anyways. I've got a great guest who's going to be joining me here in just a few minutes. So why don't we go ahead and go to that break and then we can get back and get this thing rolling happy halloween to you all you're listening to the last frequency on the var you're listening to the vara network the search is over you found us you're listening to the last frequency. Don't forget to hit the donate button on the way out. That will help the last frequency stay on the air. Just go to lastfrequency.com and send some good frequencies our way. Or take advantage of one of our subscription levels designed to help fund what is free for all. The Last Frequency Radio. You're listening to the VARA Network. Hey, frequencies of all walks of life. Keep up with all things TLF Radio by joining our mailing list. Go to the bottom of the homepage and fill in the form. You'll get everything from guest info and show info and other important station-related information. So sign up now. Frequencies around the world. Listen up. The shop is here. And you can order TLF Radio Swag right now and show your friends and neighbors you're awake by wearing one of our many shirts, including our Let's Go Brandon shirt. That one is a hot seller, so get yours while supplies last. 
We have coffee mugs, clocks, so never miss your favorite shows, books, mouse pads. Just go to thelastfrequency.com and click the shop link. That's thelastfrequency.com and get to shopping. Folks, when we look back at history, it's not hard to see the tragedies that come when the government meddles in a nation's food supply, when elections are rigged and more is done to control the people. And what better way to control the people than through our food supply? With recent federal efforts to manipulate farming practices in America, all in the name of going green, you had better be ready and be independent. Be smart. Get your family preparedness. They could eat. Get them My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply has a wide variety of different foods that taste great and last for up to 25 years in storage. 25 years! So get your family prepared and click on the My Patriot Supply banner on our website at lastfrequency.com and have peace of mind that your family will survive whatever comes. My Patriot Supply. The search is over. You found us. You are listening to The Last Frequency. You love the nightlife? Haha, <laughs> so do we. Welcome to the night. From the Midlands of South Carolina, across the East Coast, and the world by internet, you're listening to The Last Frequency with your host, Mike Vera. To call in to tonight's show, just dial 803-997-0936. To get questions directly to Mike Vera, you can reach MV through the portal located on our website in the drop-down menu at lastfrequency.com Now, here is Mike Vera uh, Wanted anything to do with that Twitter, but uh, I don't know, I think it's changing over there a little bit At least it looks to be So uh, we'll see, anyhow So let me tell you a little bit about my guest And then I will bring her on, we'll get this thing started So Marilyn Hughes had a long-standing career in broadcasting as a news anchor, reporter, and producer. She has experienced and researched and written and taught about out-of-body travel and mysticism since 1987 and has written more than 50 out-of-body travel books. So, folks, she's been on the show before. It's been a while, however. So I'd like to welcome her back. Uh, welcome back, uh, Marilyn. How are you? Michael. Oh, great. Well, hey, it's great to have you here. Uh, on Halloween night, you got kids banging on the door or, or not so much? It's a little bit quiet here tonight. A little <laughs> spooky. Yeah. yeah, a little spooky. I hear Michael Myers is out there again. So, uh, <laughs> is he? Oh, yeah. yeah. One more time for that guy, so... Uh, hopefully he skips our houses. <laughs> well, well, listen, uh, we're live, uh, and and I I do thank you for taking time out to be here, and I also thank you for being so patient, as I had some, a lot of issues. I had to upgrade a lot of stuff, so 
but no worries, no worries. We're here now, and so uh, tell me a little bit about how you got into all this. How how you uh, the interest of the autobi? I, I I have to believe you've you know you've experienced this, and and that inspired you. Am I right? Oh yeah, started uh, thirty. 37 years ago, I guess, now. Um, you know, so I started having the experiences spontaneously like 37 years ago, and uh, and I started journaling those experiences and eventually started writing them down and uh, putting them in book form and realized as I was doing so, you know, that it was uh, formulating a path, you know, a journey it was showing me that there was um, actually a rhyme and reason to the experiences uh, that was kind of being laid out, you know, um, yeah. kind of a Lewis and Clark kind of adventure that, you know, goes into the mystical cosmos, so to speak, that um, I found was not just uh, common to myself, but common to other people who were having experiences similar to mine. And as I actually began to study the ancient sacred texts and things like that and then compare it with other out-of-body experiencers, near-death experiencers, things like this, found that um, this pathway that was being laid out was important and something worth sharing. Um, and as I've done so, I uh, have discovered that even more so... Um, we have so many similarities in how our spiritual path unfolds as we enter into and then follow through into the deeper aspects of the out-of-body experience and how it um, helps us to reach into the deeper recesses of our spiritual development in this lifetime on Earth. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I've often uh, classified it as almost a spiritual boot camp here because yeah. i mean let's face it there's nothing easy about being on this planet <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah so not for the weary of heart <laughs> no it's really not and 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 i you know it's it feels to me like we come here and i know it sounds like what everybody says right but we come here and we get these experiences and we bring them back to wherever it is we go spiritually and almost like well in this body, I've experienced eating pizza. So when I'm a spirit, maybe now I, I know what that's like, so I could kind of manifest it in my own way. I don't know. Um, what What is this all about? What do you think? It's real simple. comes down to one word, purification. Purification. You know? Yeah, so one of the things that we learn early on in the out-of-body experience is that, you know, here... In this third dimensional realm, we're not the highest in the uh, spectrum of evolution, nor are we the lowest. We're here in what I call the borderlands, the middle worlds, um, and this is also the mortal worlds, the worlds uh, of darkness and light. So there are worlds below us that are more dark. There are worlds above us that have more light. And what we are here to do is purification from those elements of our souls that still remain in darkness and need to be brought into more light because this is how we become more compatible to these higher and higher indwellings of the spirit which bring us into these higher spheres of existence and so you know 
in the out-of-body experience, one of the first things that people will discuss is the vibrational state. Uh, people go into this vibrational state before they will exit their body. Mm-hmm. And this vibrational state really is key to a lot of the experience and a lot of what's going to happen to the spirit and soul throughout because the vibration of the soul is really what it's all about. It's the key to everything because as you traverse and as you progress, your vibration is going to be raised up continually because the vibration of your soul is the key element as to what you become compatible to in your um, travel. And then, of course, this will translate as, you know, we move into the next life as to what worlds are we becoming compatible to. So we become compatible to higher worlds by increasing our vibration. And so, <laughs> yeah. you know what? I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I say, yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so one of the, one of the simple things that um, I've learned along the way is, you know, knowledge is not information, it's vibration. And so we get very caught up in this information, you know, and of course the information age, not that information isn't important because it is, but in terms of knowledge as a body of energetic wisdom, knowledge is vibration. And the way that we actually become able to embody and understand eternal wisdom is through the acceleration of vibration. It's not going to be through, you know, just taking in more and more and more information. Doing that is helpful, and it's part of that process. But it's the vibration that actually increases our capacity to understand and brings us into these higher spheres and frequencies of conceptual understanding. And so being uh, in spirit form or in the physical as we are now, it's all a matter of the vibration. Um, high vibration, obviously, uh, you know, I've been told that ghosts, for instance, or spirits, uh, whatever you'd like to call them, and I think there's a little difference there, but kind of the same thing. Anyways, um, it's vibration. They're in a very high vibration, and, and almost like psychics, and that's why they can connect. It's because they're able to get to that vibration. Is that right? Sort of, yeah. Now, ghosts and spirits that are trapped in the earthly sphere are trapped here in part, oftentimes. There's a lot of different reasons for that. Um, I have a book called Ghosts and Lost Souls, which actually goes into a lot of that kind of stuff um, uh, that you can download at my website. It's at outofbodytravel.org. Um, but the, um, the ghosts and lost souls are actually, for the most part, have an issue of vibration (laughs) because what happens is when they cross over for a variety of different reasons you know it can be trauma it can be lack of understanding um, it can be um, unresolved things uh, lack of purification which is what we go back to that one word we talked about at the beginning Um, but there's a lot of different reasons but what happens is if a soul gets um, Uh, to the other side and is unable to lift their vibration high enough that they can actually see their angels and see the light so that they can respond to it, then they are more likely to get uh, trapped here 
because they are compatible to that vibration. And so when we bring uh, people who, like for, my, for instance myself, and there's a lot of people who are out-of-body travelers who are called to this, who work with lost souls, um, part of your task is to kind of help uplift that vibration just long enough for that spirit to actually see the guidance and the help that's already there. They just can't see it because their vibration is just slightly below that threshold level. And see, our compatibility is everything. You know, we are what we're compatible to. You know, and this is interesting because when you you look throughout the uh, writings of the mystics throughout time, and I'll speak about Emanuel Swedenborg in particular, who uh, wrote in the 16 and 1700s, he spoke about this compatibility as well in a book called Heaven and Hell, where we literally resonate after death to exactly where we're compatible. And this is something that I've seen in my out-of-body experiences, traveling to the heavens, purgatories, and the hells, which is that the weight of our soul, the actual compatibilities of our soul, which is the vibration of our soul, leads us exactly to where we're compatible. And so part of what happens is, with a ghost, is a ghost remains here because they've remained compatible to here. They get trapped here because they're trapped in some kind of thinking. Sometimes they're trapped in a horrible moment that occurred to them. Some people are trapped in the moment of their death, which was horribly traumatic. Some people are trapped because they're very attached to um, their life here. Some people are trapped because they were very surprised by death. Some people are trapped because they did not believe there was a life after death, and they're kind of surprised by it when they are still in existence after they have crossed over um, and don't know kind of what to do with that. You know, there's all sorts of different reasons why um, these kinds of situations arise. But the bottom line comes down to its vibration. And so when we want to really address how do we alter it, how do we change it, how do we help, it's by realizing we have to uplift their vibration so that they can actually see. Because everybody has those guardian angels Everybody has that light is there. It's available. It's just that our vibration, we have to have the capacity to see it, to embrace it. So so are, is, is it that they're all trapped or is it, is it a choice? I mean, some of them choosing to stay here? or Many of them it is choice. Some of them are trapped for a variety of reasons. Some of them are trapped by um, their own delusions, their own false views, their own um, uh, conceptions, or their own their own like attachments to the lifetime that they've left behind. Mm-hmm. Some people are trapped by other souls or by other discarnate entities. Um, you know, that, that's where we can get into the discussion of, you know, the demonic, where yeah. there are um, these types of things as well. Um, so there is a variety of things that can happen, and 
it's uh, very varied. I also have another book called Spiritual Warfare, Angels and Demons, which goes into more of how, you know, when you're talking about ghosts and lost souls, it also then moves into that whole spiritual warfare, which goes into that part, too, which is there's that angelic and the demonic part as well, because it's not just one or another. There's more than, you know, there's principalities, there's powers, there's there's a lot of things that are going on in these spiritual worlds. And this is just talking about, um, you know, we're talking about, when we're talking about this, we're talking about just the astral realm, which is the realm which overlaps the third dimension, the fourth realm around the earth. And this is literally just a tiny, tiny little little tiny microcosm of what's out there because literally there are an infinite number of realms beyond that. We're talking about like one neighborhood of the universe, one small neighborhood, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah. So uh, in your out-of-body experiences, I mean, were these, I guess, or were... Were they intentional? I mean, right from the start, did you intend, or were some of them intentional? Some of them just happened? Kind of take me through a little bit of how, how these things came about and, and what they were like. I mean, because I had my own, and I just, I like to compare. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. So with with mine, um, I had a, a pretty intense experience when I was about nine years old where I was shown that I would have a purpose with this later on. And then this experience occurred, um, my first experience as an adult occurred when I was about 20. And um, it occurred um, very unexpectedly, did not expect it. I was actually pretty afraid when it occurred. Went into this vibrational state. Um, You know, uh, in the vibrational state, I like to just make clear to people because a lot of people say, well, I think I might have had an experience, but I don't know. And it's like, well, if you went in the vibrational state and had an out-of-body experience, you know it. Oh, yeah. There's no question. You don't have to ask. Because the vibrational state is so earth-shatteringly powerful, um, you'll know. It's, it's you know, it's, it's like you're, um, I don't even know how to say it, but you'll, you'll know it when you're there. Um, you know, when you're in the vibrational state, you're literally separating from the vibration of your physical body and attaching to the vibration of your spiritual body, which is a much higher frequency. And so it's literally like you're, you're going into overdrive. It's like you go from being in a little uh, motorbike to the jet engine, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, big difference. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like you start, you know, so you hear the loud noises. In fact, some of it sounds like a jet engine noise all around you. And that is in part, you know, the sounds of the astral plane, because again, this is the higher frequency vibration. And you also might hear um, what sounds like a lot of voices. But what you're hearing are actually thoughts and feelings and uh, uh stuff that's, you know, from the thoughts of humanity that's just going around the astral plane. You start hearing just the thoughts of humanity. Um, And then sometimes, now when you have your first experience, like for me, um, this part occurred like in the second experience 
but a lot of people might have this in their first experience where you experience the unconditional love of God and or you also have this connection to God where like all of a sudden the mysteries of God are just known to you. You just understand everything. Everything makes sense. And while you're in that space, you get it. And then, you know, when you return, you remember that you were there, but you don't necessarily retain it, you know. (laughs) But you know that when you were there, it all made sense, you know. But this unconditional love of God, which is just literally being um, bathed and covered in a love that... um, no one can explain. Everyone tries to, you know, near-death experiencers talk about this. Out-of-body experiencers experience this as well. Um, in my first experience, I was so afraid that I did not experience that part. <laughs> oh. And, you know, so my first experience, I was afraid, thought I might be dying. You know, I'm young, and, um, I, you know, I lift my arm up. And my lighted arm comes out of my arm. So I realize that's, that's my spiritual arm. And then I rolled over and rolled out of my body, bounced on the floor up to the ceiling, saw my body on the bed like as a clump of gray matter. And I, you know, I, w- I was afraid. I was like, oh, no. Did something happen while I was sleeping? Am I dying? You know. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, how I felt when I was, I was a kid. I was about nine or ten in that area, and I had a couple of them in that era, and uh, and they were all kind of the same. I mean, I I woke up, I got up out of bed, and you know, it was weird. It felt weird. I looked back, I see myself laying there in the bed, and I thought the same thing. I said, "Oh, damn! I you know, I figured I died." And, so I, you know, I was a little nervous, and I was calling my parents, who were just a wall away, and they never answered me. And uh, I had a sibling who was sleeping in the same room. I couldn't wake them up. I couldn't shake them. I couldn't do anything to them. And as a matter of fact, I couldn't leave the room, which was really strange. And so it's frightened me so much. I switched to a different bedroom. And within a couple of weeks, it happened again. And that leads me to a question. I don't know. How do you sure. feel about uh, extraterrestrials? Am I getting off into a you know crazy land here with you, or I mean, how do you? No, 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 no. I mean, out of body travel and extraterrestrials kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, what I'm wondering is how I mean, how likely is it that they could manipulate an out of body experience, and if they wanted to, and make you think because you know i had another one when i was an adult and it was nothing like the ones when i was a kid and the one as an adult i i freely moved everywhere it was insane um but uh when i was a kid no i, I couldn't leave and so i don't know i just kind of wonder sometimes i've heard had guests on who have said that they didn't they got abducted however their bodies weren't taken their spirits were and then they were brought back so, so I'm kind of wondering where do you where do you stand with that kind of thing? Oh, I think that's absolutely um, very likely, and um, the reason being is um, because that's an easy way to do it for the extraterrestrials, and they do. And I've had that happen to me myself many times, but I've also had really amazing experiences with other races of extraterrestrials that are very different. So, you know, these are, when you're talking about this, you're talking primarily like about the greys, you know. And so the greys are the ones who 
kind of do this sort of thing. And um, absolutely, yes. And yeah, that's, you know, they're actually really good at that. <laughs> yeah, you know, those, those little buggers are a problem because, you know, they... You know, all they would have to do, honestly, is knock at the door. Yeah, it'd be a little frightening, probably, but knock at the door, and I'd be glad to go and you know sit, chat with them, take a ride, whatever. You know, they don't have to come and and steal you in the night. <laughs> it's uh, I guess for some they might have to, but again, I mean, that's just it. Almost, uh, I don't know, I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, how long they've been doing this for? I don't know how long. It's like, I mean, how many experiments do you really need to do? And they just continue, you know. And then it goes well, on it's in families. Interesting, because it does seem that they do both. Because it does appear that they are taking some people physically, and some yeah. people are going spiritually. So it seems like there's, um, you know, both types of things going on. It does. And yeah. Yeah. So I think that they have the physical experimentation, and then there's another thing, uh, another whole uh, series of things that they're doing that has to do with the spiritual. And so... I was going to say, I would think that uh, God wouldn't be too happy with somebody messing with that soul, but no? Well, uh, it all depends on, uh, you know, when it really gets down to it, exactly what um, is happening there and i don't honestly know the yeah, answer to that either. one i'm not a real fan of the experiences i had with the grays and i only had um you know i didn't have a ton of experiences with them the ones that i had were actually kind of frightening you know they would be i don't know were yours as well um well i see this is the thing i mean for me that i've always thought throughout my life i always considered as a child i considered those out-of-body experiences as I've gotten older and I've talked to more and more people who've had experiences and experts who, who in the field, it makes me wonder now because, again, these two were much different than the one as an adult. And, you know, and I've had what really hit the light bulb, made the light bulb go off one night is I had a guest on who said, well, yeah, they took me spiritually, like they, they took me out of my body, brought me, you know, took me to the ship, and when and this guest said that when they were in the ship that they they had the room that they were in was it was almost like the holodeck on Star Trek where they made it you know it was your bedroom you know you're in your room you wake up you think you're in your own room so you don't panic as much as a kid anyways and uh-huh. uh, and and so she she was telling me about this and it just rang a bell in my head and I was thinking oh my god I wonder wonder if that's what happened you know because I went to open <laughs> doors and I couldn't leave that room I mean both doors were closet doors that's no one should lead to a hallway I couldn't get out and nobody answered me and you know and then as I think about it I mean it was kind of it was weird it was the middle of the night it was bright through the window I don't know I don't want to speculate. But it just, you know, it's kind of strange to well, me. Well, there's other, there's other explanations for that, though, too. Yeah. Which is that if you were just having an out-of-body experience, um, you would be in the spirit, and your parents and your siblings would not be able to hear you or feel you right. because you would be trying to reach them, and, and, you know, they wouldn't hear you in the same way or feel you in the same way. Is why and that would be... Yeah, normal, and, and is why I've always considered it just an out of body experience, you know. Um, right. But, mm-hmm. but you know, I you know, I I didn't see no grays, I didn't see no aliens, so that's why I will never 
come out and say, oh, I was abducted. I don't know. I, you know, I've been told that many of us were probably abducted and never knew about it. You know, a lot of us, uh, you, me, who knows? But, um, I don't know. And I, you know, I've had a lot of sightings as well through my life, more than I probably deserve. So, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I get drawn into this. That's why I do this show. I just, I'm fascinated by these topics and I want answers. And so I try to get them. Um, what about interdimensional? I mean, so that would kind of be like the spirit world. Well, that would be considered, you know, another dimension. Well, that would it? certainly be, um, you know, that type of abduction would be considered interdimensional. Yeah. And, you know, um, what I'd like to say about that, just because I don't want to leave people with that fearful thought, you know, part of what happened when I would have those experiences of the spiritual abduction with the greys, it was, it was kind of intense, and that was what was... Um, frightening to me was because there was this intensity about it um, and it was that they had such total control over me during the time that they were doing whatever it was that they were doing and they would pull me into this craft that was outside and they were just doing stuff and I don't really know what they were doing you know what I mean and um, but the thing the thing to to give it uh, the opposite side of it would be um, and you mentioned interdimensionals, uh, and talking about extraterrestrial inter interdimensionals, I've also had some of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had are with, you know, like the Pleiadians mm -hmm. and the Officentorians and the Arcturians and also uh, several other races from different um, worlds that I don't even know the names of that where I have been given the, these beautiful experiences and shown what their worlds are like and been allowed to experience this high level of evolution that they reside in, in their, in their worlds. And, um, you know, so we have, you know, there, there is not just one race that, you know, interacts with us, especially interdimensionally, you know. And so there is this... Um, there's a beautiful side to this as well, you know. So you have to remember it's not just a one or the other kind of thing. Um, the Pleiadians are very, very unconditionally loving beings who are actually here primarily for the purpose of assisting the spiritual development of humankind. And there are other races who are doing similar things. There's one race that I've spoken about before. I call them the Tibetans, and I call them that just because um, they only interact with a very, very select few people on the planet Earth, and, and the ones that they showed me were in Tibet. And, <laughs> yeah. and um, they're very, very intense and just very, very highly evolved beings. And... Uh, they are, uh, wow, they're just amazing. And I can't even, it's so hard to put it into words. You know, when you try to describe it is when it, when you realize how hard it is to yeah. put it into words. You know, and, and that's <laughs> like some of, you know, uh, a couple of the sightings I had. Just, you know, describing them just does, does them no justice. It's Right, I, it really does it yeah, no justice. You had to be there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> 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 so, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, these things are, I mean, there's so much happening on this planet. Well, you know, around this planet in our so-called reality that we just, you know, we don't even understand. I mean, there's, and there's so much more we don't even know about. And, you know, and it, it's, it's kind of 
crazy that you know we come to we 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 come to life on this planet and we live for you know like a drop of a bucket in our lives and you know how much can we really learn in that time so that brings me to reincarnation and so you you say that is something how does that work i mean does everybody reincarnate or uh, just those who need to well the way that it's been shown to me is that um, reincarnation is, you know, part of the mechanics of existence in that it's part of this purification process Mm -hmm. and that most souls, um, you know, develop these habitual behaviors that they end up uh, perpetuating over some type of cycle of time, over cyclic existence, and that what we're trying to do uh, in these earthly incarnations is to break these habits that are usually based on some type of delusion or some type of misperceived notion or something that we believe to be true that simply isn't true, that we have to come to uh, the knowledge of. Uh, a lot of times we are, you know, this is what it, it all comes back to this purification It's, you know, we have these ideas of what is true. And, you know, how many of us will go through life and not even question what it is we believe to be true? But yet, that's our job. That's why we're here. That's We're here to go through and actually figure out, well, what is it that, um, that I'm holding on to that might actually be holding me back from moving closer to God? Because these delusions that we carry, these falsehoods that are within us that we don't even realize are there, those are the things that are holding us from, they're holding us back from moving forward and keeping us from moving closer to an all holy God. Well, you know, one of. Yeah, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, no, no, you go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, you know, I was, I was introduced early on in my path through out-of-body travel experiences to these prophets, saints, mystics, sages, and ascetics from throughout all time who left behind all these ancient sacred texts. And I discovered, you know, that these ancient sacred texts are like these ancient keys of wisdom that are, you know, almost like these beautiful... Uh, golden keys just laying out in plain sight that we we very rarely realize because these are the last words left behind by the great masters before they left this world for their final sojourn telling us what it was they discovered that they needed to discover in order to literally graduate this realm and how many of us ignore them you know, and so a great deal of what I was di- directed to do was to study those texts and to make them available to people and make them uh, accessible and show people how they are relevant because these are the steps, the stairway to heaven, because they, these are those last, those last glimpses of the masters before they left this world. And if we realize that that's what we have here, you know, literally yeah. sitting around in plain sight. Um, maybe we'd go out and want to take a look at them, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it, because yeah, we're all we're all like everyone's always saying, "Oh, I want this to be my last lifetime. I don't want to do this again." And it's like, well, well if we have uh, these things available to us, 
and we know that there are souls who have figured it out, then we want to go <laughs> find out what they figured out. You know what? I, I used to be on that, that bench, uh, you know, where I'd say, oh, you know, and I wouldn't want to be no cyborg or none of that. But you know what? Th- I think things are going to get so interesting. It'd be really nice to hang around a while and see how it goes. So, you <laughs> yeah. know, I mean, why not? I mean, what's so... <laughs> but, yeah. So, I mean, I'm all for coming back. As a matter of fact, I'm for not leaving at all for a while, but... Um, i I don't think i'm going to get my way uh but but if i do then that's that's exactly what i'd like now you had mentioned beliefs and you know i think i think back you know uh, as a child i mean you think about it from the moment you're born uh you know and you can start understanding what your parents and people around you are saying to you, you you know we're lied to and even you know good intentional lies such as santa claus is coming down the chimney to bring you gifts or you know and and look i did it with my kids too but but you know and it starts there and then through our whole lives let's face it we're lied to about a lot of stuff and a lot of important stuff we're lied to about and i don't mean by from our parents but from you know everywhere you know off all corners and so then it comes down to well you know if you don't believe in say you know some people don't believe in uh god or they don't believe uh in spirit and i'm not i'm one of those who i do believe but uh i you know i'm a little different beliefs than some people but some people don't believe at all and it's kind of hard to blame them if they've had no experiences it's really hard because we've been lied to so much and i can understand if if you've not had a lot of body experience or you've not had a paranormal experience with ghosts or what have you um i could see how hard it would be to get on that 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 bandwagon however you know before i had any experiences i did believe um but uh you know and maybe that's why i've had the experiences i've had i don't know well actually you know i remember talking to um Sean Graham actually he was he's got a show I can't remember the name of his show um but he had an amazing near death experience and he didn't believe um and he had a flesh eating disease that I think took at least one of his legs it might have been t- both of them but he was in a coma for I don't know a long time a few weeks and um had a really extensive near death experience and he met God and had this amazing experience and uh, came back a real profound believer. Um, And I think that, I don't know that we can really say anything that uh, can make somebody believe uh, something that we've seen. Um, I think that we can only share what we've seen and, and, you know, and share it. That's it. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, happy to share it, you know, and um, and and, you know. and maybe they'll have an experience down the road, and they'll think back about what maybe you or I or someone else has shared with them, and and you know they'll understand. I don't, you know, I, I hope, but you know, I think people have a lot of experiences, and they're too quick to just blow them off as coincidence or. You know, uh, you know, oh, that was just the wind or, you know, or, you know, that even though it's, you know, it's pointing right at what I was taught. Like one day, I mean, I had this little prayer I did, you know, and such. And then I went out to eat one night and I flipped open into the 
the what do you call them there the horoscopes and don't you know that horoscope was talking about exactly the thing that I was praying about and I thought you got to be kidding me but you know now most people would say coincidence I didn't I think there was something to it yep yeah. well and you know I remember too thinking um when Sean Graham shared his experience he said that when he went and spoke to the Lord he said something I'm I'm not going to get this exactly right it's been a long time <laughs> since I spoke to him but he had he had said something to the effect of you know you know aren't you mad at me because I was like really kind of a jerk about you you know yeah. <laughs> something like that you know <laughs> and I just remembered that he said something you know about God being just like well no you just didn't understand you know you just didn't understand but now you do and I just thought that was so cool. And it was the way he said it was better than, you know, what I'm saying now because cause he had the authentic experience of it. Um, but I just thought it was really a neat thing because it just shows the always unbending mercy of God that he's always standing there waiting for us when we're ready, you know. Yeah. And I think that that's what um, I've seen that a million times, and I've seen that not just for myself, but for so many people. Um, and that's what, you know, uh, I would just say to people is that, you know, when you're ready, God will be ready. Uh, and if you don't believe in God, um, don't worry, he believes in you. And uh, <laughs> See, I, I have to believe in in God. I, now, I don't believe in God as some man with long hair who sits in a cloud and keeps score. But I think of God as this, you know, all that is. Like, we're within. It's, it's so much bigger than, than the concepts that we have. Yeah. You know, because what it is, it's a, there's a, and it, one of the things you experience, because out-of-body experiences, you know, and what we've talked about kind of just barely touches the surface, because the out-of-body experience actually expands beyond this, you know, just kind of traveling around a, a room, and then maybe in the astral plane where you're meeting ghosts or wandering spirits, but then you're moving into these other realms, and you're going into the initiations into the mysteries. You're meeting spiritual teachers, spiritual guardians, guardian angels, uh, guides. You go into um, higher planes where you learn about the mysteries of creation and the mysteries of salvation. You go into heavens, hells, and purgatories. You go into, uh, you did know, fifth dimensions and above. I'm sorry, what? I say, did you say hells? You go, to, you go into hells? I have, yes, and many of the mystics have done that, yes. So, you know, you have the upper realms, you have the middle realms, and you have the lower realms. I had a guest, uh, Stuart, what was Stuart Wild was his name. He, this, this old guy, boy, he used to, he told me how he used to go into every night, and he would go into out of body in spiritual form, and he would go to hell and he'd fight demons. I mean, he, he'd tell me about this, and then uh, I had him on a few times, and then he passed away. And I often wondered if the demons didn't get the best of him. Well, what happens in my experience is, and ironically, this is not an unusual thing. You'll find this even like in the. Uh, Sutra of the Past Vows of the Earth Store Bodhisattva, which is an ancient Buddhist text by uh, Kistigarbha. 
um, which was a Buddhist monk who had a similar, you know, a similar mystical gift. But there's many of these. You'll see this in uh, Catholic mysticism and the Sufi mystics. There's, um, you know, there's a mystical tradition in every religious path, too. So, you know, there's Jewish mystics who'd, who've done this. Obviously, in Buddhism and Hinduism, you see this. Um, but um, this is um, when I would go into the purgatorial and the hellish realms, it's for the purpose of the liberation of souls. And so I will be taken into a purgatorial realm or a hellish realm where there is a soul who has called out for help and I have been sent in to go give assistance to help that soul to reach the next level up. So I go in and render aid and give them um, whatever assistance that they need. So what Stuart Wilde might have been talking about might have been because there is some battling of demons that goes on because you're fighting for that soul because yeah. you're taking them from uh, the the lower realms. You're taking them from the demons because as that soul becomes less compatible, they become incompatible to where they are. They become more compatible to a higher thrust. Um, and God does send. You know, one of the things that... Um, you, you read in the book of Psalms, uh, David says, if I go to the highest heaven, Lord, you are there. If I go to the lowest hell, Lord, you are still there. Mm. The moment a soul calls for help, no matter where they are, God sends it. It's instant. This is one of the things that has blown my mind in the experiences that I've had, because I've had thousands of these experiences over 37 years no matter and i have been no ma i'm sorry but no matter if you're say uh i don't know goody two-shoe or jeffrey dahmer he'll still be okay with the, i have know. i have i have gone in to help souls in i have helped souls go into the immortal spheres of heaven after death and i have helped souls who are in hell's I have helped souls who are in a variety of purgatorial realms, and I've helped souls in a lot of different situations um, throughout existence. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, um, so, but, y you know, like if you're talking about Jeffrey Dahmer, I have not seen him. I cannot speak for his soul. Well, and but I'm, what I, I mean, could say yeah. is, what I could say is, that a soul like him. Let's yeah. just let's just use a, a you know one that is not that I because I don't right. know what where he is because well, right, we can right. only know the energetic truth of a soul after it's been revealed to us. And that's what and I that mean. Has a to be soul revealed like mystically. Him. Yeah. But it, but a general situation like a situation like that where it's very possible that this particular a soul like this would be in a very very deep dark. Uh, pit of hell um if this soul were to make some type of progress you're not looking at like this soul is going to jump from you know the deepest pit of hell to uh you know heaven they're going to jump from maybe you know t you know t there's there's many many infinite numbers of realms 
So just as, you know, there can be infinite numbers of realms of heavens, infinite numbers of realms of purgatories, there are infinite numbers of hells. And so let's say if he's, let's say he's, we're just going to use random numbers to make it simpler. Let's say there's 50 realms of hell and he's in the 45th realm below. Okay. Maybe he's going to move to realm 44 from 45, okay? And so he might get help to actually go from the 45th to the 44th. You see, it's not like he's going to go from 45 and he's going to move from the 45th rung of hell to, um, let's say, purgatory. That's not going to happen. It's going to be something more gradual. You see what I'm saying? I do, yeah. Okay. If that makes some, some kind of sense. It's, it it's, does. It's more complicated than that, but yet not that complicated. Okay. <laughs> All right. It probably well, sounds more complicated than it really is, but if it helps to make that sense. You know, there it, it's a very just universe because God knows the energetic truth of souls, and so he is always constantly overseeing the... Um, where these souls are and where they need to be based oh, on their compatibility. All right, Marilyn, hang on with me for a few minutes. I need to take a break, and then you and I will come back and we'll talk some more. I've got a lot more uh, I'm curious about, and I'm sure other people are as well. Folks, if you want to get questions to me during the live show, you could do it through our portal on the website, lastfrequency.com. Or you can call in. Uh, yeah, you could call in, I suppose, after the break, if you do. 803-997-0936. I know a lot of people prefer now the portal, but um, you know, either way, it is up to you. It is Halloween night. I am Mike Vera, and I have a really good guest with me tonight, Marilyn Hughes. We'll be back in just a few minutes, folks. Don't be scared. Biden. I keep forgetting. You're listening to the VARA Network. Carolina. Stand by, Carolinas. Carolina Radio. Columbia. Excellent, excellent. Your talk station. Good evening, my loyal listeners and dwellers of the night. Doing this show can work up quite the appetite. So if you like what you're listening to here on this radio show, and this station for that matter, then how about buying me a dinner? Just go to the Buy Me Dinner tab at www.lastfrequency.com and send one, five, ten dollars. It's up to you. 
And in return, I will continue to bring you the best guests with the best information every single show. Last Frequency, we cover everything. Hey, Frequencies of all walks of life. Keep up with all things TLF Radio by joining our mailing list. Go to the bottom of the homepage and fill in the form. You'll get everything from guest info and show info and other important station-related information. So sign up now. You're listening to the VARA Network. Crazy-ass bumper stickers and more. What? You heard me. Crazy-ass bumper stickers and more. What? Crazy-ass bumper stickers and more. What? (sighs) For all your bumper sticker needs... Just click on the Crazy Ass Bumper Stickers banner located at the foot of my website, www.lastfrequency.com. That's Crazy Ass Bumper Stickers and more. You're making me crazy. I want to talk to you about something very important for a moment here, folks. That is clean drinking water. You can survive without it for about three days. How do you know yours is even pure? You don't. But I'll tell you what is. This is the ultimate water filtration solution. It's called Alexa Pure Pro. It is a groundbreaking, gravity-fed water filtration system that outperforms all the others for less. Alexa Pure products are the only brand of water filters that I carry on my website because I know you expect the very best. No more trusting city tap water. Use an Alexa Pure Pro to supply purified, safe drinking water for your family. I do it for mine. Did you know the Alexa Pure Pro filter removes 200 plus contaminants from the water while preserving essential trace minerals very very important the filter is certified to NSF and ANSI standards just click the banner on my website lastfrequency.com located at the bottom of the homepage and keep your loved ones hydrated and healthy There is a 30-day no-questions-asked return policy guarantee. I personally stand behind the Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system because I use it. Search is over. You found us. You are listening to The Last Frequency. The night is young. Pull up a chair. Put up your feet. And enjoy the ride. Welcome to the night. From the midlands of South Carolina, across the East Coast, and the world by internet. You're listening to The Last Frequency with your host, Mike Vera. To call in to tonight's show, just dial 803-997-0936. 
To get questions directly to Mike Vera, you can reach MV through the portal located on our website in the drop-down menu at lastfrequency.com. Now, here is Mike Vera. Go three nine nine seven.